0: Thanks to our good friends at Cryer Malt, who remind us that there is a grain of truth in every beer. This is Beer is a Conversation. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and this week I grab the opportunity to visit another brewery while on the family holiday to Adelaide and surrounds. I catch up with Craig Basford and Jason Harris from Big Shed Brewing Concern at their current brewery, which is about 15 minutes out of the CBD, and I also visit their new digs around the corner and get the opportunity to learn just how exciting and daunting a multi-million dollar expansion project can be. Uh, I also get to see just how genuinely down-to-earth and excitable both these lads are when the site manager, surprisingly, offers them a chance to drive the excavators around. From humble and essentially unbusiness planned beginnings, Big Shed has been a community brewery for many other brands around town, as well as brewing their own beers. The popularity of those beers, uh, some notable due to their being memorable Gabs offerings, others because of their clever pun namings, are uh, but all popular, because they are cracking examples of both new and traditional styles, and that it's meant that they have fast outgrown their current shed, which is not, in fact, the big shed, Uh, nor is the new one, the big shed, despite being even more considerably larger. Confused? Intrigued? All will be revealed in a chat that covers everything from crafting a good beer, and a good beer pun, to convincing an Aussie music legend not to sue them, thanks to some deplorable schoolboy German. And we also learn why The Simpsons are probably the most important pop culture reference source in the history of the universe. Grab a beer and enjoy the conversation. Uh, now, Jason Harris and Craig Basford from uh, Big Shed Brewing Concern, thank you very much for joining us on Beer is a Conversation.
1: Thank you. Good morning. Hello.
0: Uh, talk us through, for those who don't know, tell us the, the Big Shed story, first of all.
1: Oh, man, the Big Shed story is about five, well, technically speaking, it's five years old, but it goes beyond that. Jason and I uh, were brewing together. We met at Wolf Place, um working in IT, not the to wine or anything like that. We uh, quickly learned that we both enjoy a good beer, so we started making beer. Um, got bored with Kit and Kilo pretty quick, did the all-grain thing. Love that. Um, and as you do, you get a few beers in, you get a bit brave and think, we should, we should start a brewery. We should do that. Um, wake up the next day with a hangover and realise it, it was a silly idea. But regardless, the idea wouldn't go away. So we thinking about it, got a business name sorted out, um, started thinking about it, talking about it all the time, you know, whatever. But that was literally it. It was just all talk. Um, we got a renewal letter from the government saying, your business name's expired, like, would you like to renew? we like, geez, we spent three years talking shit to each other without actually getting anything done. So let's, we either do it, we understand why we do it, or we understand why we don't or we never speak of it again, because we don't want to be 70 and wondering what would have if we had a crack. So that's when we started looking at how we could do it, um, went to all manner of places, looked at different things, different options, we uh, employed the services of Steve Nelson, formerly Brew Boys, um, and an all-round good cat, and an sh- absolute straight arrow and straight shooter who will not sugarcoat anything, bless him. And now He's still, for those who don't know, he's still at, at Regency Park TAFE doing a, the, the course there? Yeah, he still does the, the course at Regency TAFE, and I think he, I think he... Does some stuff at Coopers and things like that too.
2: Yeah, he does some consulting and some beer judging. So he, he also brings groups of his students through here yeah. every you know every semester. Also, they come through here on a Friday and we yeah, we look after them We give them wander through the process. And they Steve tells us how in, in uh,
1: unacceptable the floor is still yeah. after five years. <laughs> he does all that, but anyway, yes. So that's Steve O. Um, and we looked at all manner of ways. You know, we talked about contracting and things like that. Uh, quickly found out that at the time we couldn't find anyone to make less than sort of ten thousand liters of beer. And for two guys with no brewing experience, no hospitality experience, no sales experience, in beer sales anyway. So that was going to mean we had to make a pretty safe beer and something we weren't really interested in. We always were wanting to make a beer that we enjoyed and and not necessarily challenged people, but it was going to be a lot safer or a lot less safe than, say, I don't know, a 4% uh, payout time. So uh, Steve said, you know, why don't you get your kit? Rather than spend the money on on someone to make your kit for you here, get it straight out of China yourself. Um, you know they're all coming out of China anyway so you just save some money that way so we did that, um, we saved about 30% 30-40% which was good um, Jace mastered Chinglish over 6 months or so, bouncing emails back and forward and, and our technical drawing and technical expertise uh, sort of went as far as paint shop and cutting and pasting and whatever uh, but eventually man, yeah we, we sent all our money and hopes and dreams over to China with the hope that they'd send a brewery back and they did, bless them And you weren't, um, I guess, in that minority of of brewers
0: who, you know, got that pleasant surprise where they found out, like, you know, the sample tap was on the inside of the tank or anything (laughs) like that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Bits are upside down. Uh, They they,
2: they pretty much turned up about 99.8% correct. There was only probably one area we weren't necessarily happy with, but it wasn't operationally a problem. So we just went, you know what, that's pretty bloody good for our first shot.
1: Any issues were were, uh, created
0: by ourselves?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, no, you're not alone there. Um, and in terms of, um, we'll get to the name in a sec, but in terms of, I guess, getting the uh, the capital to get started, were you the guys who had, uh, you know, all the mates were drinking your home brew and going, "Hey, oh, this is so good, this is so good. And, and uh, I guess your story echoes uh, Mornington Peninsula Brewery, where, you know, that whole thing of always do sober what you promised to do drunk um, and, and call yourselves on it and say, yeah, like, piss or get off the pot. Like, if we're not going to do it now, then, you know, when will we? Did the mates all then sort of you know yeah this is great we'll we'll support you
1: until it comes to the cash or you know just have to go to the bank or was it family well, or yeah, it just was, put like, your balls on the line? Yeah, again, like as as two guys with no sales experience, hospitality experience, or brewing experience, no one in their yeah, right—that's a good start. No one yeah. in their right mind would give us any cash. Like the only thing we had really was a naive sense of optimism that we could make it work. Um, so what we ended up doing was uh, you know some family members sort of leaning in a little bit, um, ourselves just finding scrounging. Every every single cent we could we could find, and we built the best brewery we could afford. You know, when we first started, we had no um, we had no forklift, so we have to borrow a forklift when we absolutely needed one. But what, what, old mate rocks up with a pallet full of grain for our first batch of beer, and we're unloading it by hand. And he's like, what we're high
2: fiving each other between each bag, and this yeah. driver's going, "Will you hurry up? I'm getting paid for the K." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and i was like, "Well, you can either help us, man, and save us thirty percent, or you know, save the thirty percent of your time, or you can just like sit there." So, yeah, we unloaded by hand and, and to this day we still we still do things really manually, um, but every day we try to make it a little bit better. So when we get the new brew down the road, which I'm sure we'll talk about in due course, um, the boys, our brew team and us will be very appreciative of all the mod cons that come along with that. But also understanding a like, lot where we have come from and it builds, it builds resilience and, and, and a can-do attitude, I think, which is good.
0: Now I know we do things a little bit differently here in South Australia than in some other parts of Australia, but this to me ain't a big shed. So where did oh, did the th- th- Google th-
2: review? We've got a Google <laughs> review that
0: says that. Not really a shed, more of a warehouse. Shut the fuck up, mate. So did the so did the name come
1: before the uh, yeah, the concept? Said. Yeah, the name, of the, the big shed name, actually comes from where we started brewing out um, of when we we're doing homebrew in, in, in um, Jason's house at Lindock. He lived on a farm uh, property and had a massive ag shed. So that's it was about this size. Yeah, it was, it was huge. and It had Skeletric track, all the, all the boys' toys type set up. But for us, in terms of our home brewing, what it had, which was really good, was a mechanics pit. So it would hold temperature. It would sit 18, 20 degrees, and it was fairly consistent. Um, so we could brew more repeatable beers due to that. So that's where the big shed part comes from. And the concern is actually, like, it's a, essentially it's an old-timey sort of business saying, like old-time business sort of uh, word. However, we got it from The Simpsons. Um, the Asaka fish concern. Yes. Mm. Homer's... Home goes to Japan. They lose all their money, and they have to they have to work in the fish the fish factory. That's it. Knife go in, guts come out. And it's about um, not taking yourself seriously.
2: Yeah, a company or, or a um, yeah, it's way 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 too serious. And you know, you've probably you've only been here probably a few minutes, and you've already noticed when it's take too much seriously. The beer, the beer is important. Everything else is fun.
0: I was going to say, I've got, got to say up, up front for those who haven't tasted the beers. I've been through most of the range now between either here Gabs or um, our good friend, my good new friends at Moana Heights IGA <laughs> uh, Celebrations. Um, that. Yeah, the beer is absolutely on point, but it's fair to say that yeah,
1: there's not a lot else. You take the beer seriously, but you don't take yourselves all that seriously. Absolutely. Look, I mean, I think it's important for us. We come again because we come from the wine industry originally. Like we went to a fair few wine shows, and man, like wine, some not all wine makers. I'll, I won't tar them all, but a some, few of them. Rips. Holy crap, they take themselves so, like it was. It was almost like I'm drinking this. You're this. I'm making this beverage for you. It's it's it's. It's too good for you, but I'll tell you what you taste anyway, because you know, just to try and help you out. Right, gooseberry and, and wet granite. Yeah, oh, so Jason and I would like we would nice. nudge each other and like if we ever say if we sound like those guys, just punch us in the face. <laughs> you know, like to beer for us. You know, we we know our station. We're not solving any world diplomatic issues here. We're not we're not curing any diseases. We're making beer for people to enjoy with their mates. That's what we do.
0: Speaking of which, how are you going? Just again, having a look, and you know, I know sizes and everything. But how are you guys keeping up with demand?
1: Uh, at the moment, so it's about for us, it's about managing uh, the relationships that we have with our customers. We don't, we don't pursue new customers at the moment like that, that vigorous. I mean, people come to us and, and we'll and we'll help them out where we can. But it's about making sure that those people who have been with us the whole time that we make sure they get supply and make sure they're um, looked after. For us, it's always been about key key uh, relationship. I mean, it's a relationship game, absolutely. So yeah. if we can, I'd rather look after those guys really well, and then as we have more capacity, talk to the new guys and go, look, now we can, we can treat you the way we want to treat you and the way you deserve to be treated, so let's talk about it then.
0: Does part of that philosophy, I guess, come from the wine background where, like you say, you, 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 wine holds the moral high ground, but it also holds, I guess, the, um, the heritage high ground in in, in yep. terms of Australians' yep. eyes. You know, beer according to some anthropologists, probably out predates wine by anything up to 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. But it's always been, it's the working man's beverage. It's, yeah. as Matt Kierkegaard likes to call it, you know, it's, it's weapons of mass consumption. It's just, it's, you know, fit them
1: in, fill yeah, them up. Being South Australian, I mean, we're... I will hang shit on winemakers all day, but I do appreciate where they've come from. Like, you know, looking at, even in the local wine industry, like, there was a time when the wine, when a wine was the drink of the homeless guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they've, they've ploughed a hard road to get to where they are, um, and I think beer's going down a similar path now. Like you say, it's the, it's the product of mass, mass consumption, but it's people's ideas around that change, um, and I think that's in part due to the growth of the craft beer community, and, and the craft beer community grows because of that so sort of a, a symbiotic relationship. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's sort of the, the key. Like people want to know where their, their drinks are coming from. They're not just smashing them down to get loose um, in the last two hours before... The um before you know, the six o'clock yeah. shops. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But you look at you look at the way foods changed in the last yeah, thirty the years, and I think that. I think that's that's driven a lot of this. Thing. we get really annoyed in South Australia that everybody oh food and wine, food and wine, food and wine. But like, really, there's more beers out there, and there's more styles that'll match more foods. So I think the changing of people's palates yeah. is, is certainly helping drive craft as well. We're, we're people more promiscuous as much as we love and hate beer geeks for being so promiscuous and just anything news the coolest thing ever. Um, look, we've we've struck you know, um, gold a few times with a few of our beers we've made. Um, but it's not a prime focus of ours to constantly keep chasing the next trend. It's about making making the show a little bit better every time. So,
0: Just on that, talk us through, I guess, uh, your core range as it was when you started. Has it evolved now? Because I notice a lot of breweries have the, a similar kind of brand story, I guess, where, look, we want it to be different. So we wanted to have that big hop-forward uh, American-style West Coast, you know, pale or IPA, whatever it might be, or a big Russian Imperial Stout, something a bit, a bit different. A lot of breweries now are coming back to that Australian-style pale ale. Uh, they're coming back to a, a Kolsch or a, you know.
1: It was never us about wanting to be different per se. We just wanted to bring stuff that we enjoyed. Um, so in terms of our core range, the first beer we ever released was Frank and Brown. Um, Depths of Summer. Depths of Summer. Yeah, it was, it was originally intended to be a, a black IPA, but it didn't quite hit the numbers and stuff for us, so we... So in all good marketing courses, we changed the name of it and went with it anyway because it, it didn't taste too bad. Tasted,
0: that's where we've got an advantage. If you grow Shiraz grapes and you throw it in and it turns out to be something yeah. different, you can't call it a, Chardonnay, a red Chardonnay. But, it you know.
1: Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they put in Lambrusco and sell it. sell it for two bucks ago. go. Uh, God, no excise on that, bless them. Anyway, get off my hind horse. Uh, <laughs> So, Frank Brown was our first beer. under Again, under Steve's advisement, um, he's like, make a dark beer. It be it's, a bit, a, it's a bit more forgiving. Yeah. So, we did that. Um, and then we made the beer we wanted to make first, which would have been a, a Effier American Pale. Californicator came next. Um, you know, again, like a, a homage to those beers, those Sierra Nevadas and things like that that we mm-hmm. really enjoy. Um, and then we found, you know, because at the time we had mismatch brewing here as well. And we had a little tap system. And we found we were shifting uh, quite a bit. Of apart from our own beers, um, quite a bit of session ale, and we're like, well, there's a gap in our market because the smallest thing we have on t- in terms of booze is five and a half percent with the F here. So it's like, well, we need something. We didn't want to make session ale, but we wanted to bring something a bit different, you know, or our own our own personal preference. So that's where um, the working class beer, the Kolsch comes in. <laughs> Originally, it was a German style uh, German style beer like that Kolsch, but people didn't understand what a German style. Pub. We call it we called it a German pale because we didn't want to use because of the whole, you know, the potential, yeah, potential, um, what do they call that, location rights or whatever it is, you know, like you can't call a champagne a champagne or whatever. So, okay. yeah. so we didn't want to do that. So we called it a German pale. People didn't know what that was. So we um, we rebadged it. We tweaked the recipe a little bit, not much. Um, kept it at 4.2 and we did that. Um, then we wanted, people were asking us for a cider. We wanted to make something different again. So like, what does Adelaide do really well? Apples, you know, fruit-wise and stuff. And cherries was the, was the thing for us. So in classic Big Shed style, we order this, this juice to come down the hill and then realise that if you, make, if you put cherry juice in apple juice, it's not a cider under tax law, it's an RTD. And we wanted to sell it by the keg at the time. And a five, we did the maths on that. And a keg, of, um, five, a keg on a 5%, because it was going to be light and delicious, it was going to be beautiful, 5% of uh, apple, and, apple and cherry cider was going to require about $220 in tax for the keg before the product was sold before the product was sold before any of the labour and all that was sold we were like well, well we can't do that what do we do we talked to a mate of ours um, who's a who's a winemaker and an all round cider maker and a, and a general like gun for hire and an absolute like weapon of a, of a human being and he's like well if you make it 8% it's it 100%. becomes a fruit wine so, so we're like, all right, so the long and so the short of it is... We don't want to do
2: that. That defeats the purpose of an RTD, but let's make it over 8% yeah, so because the, it's yeah, a tax problem. The,
1: yeah. tax, the tax law that prevents us making what they would consider cheap sweetened booze makes us make an 8.5% apple and cherry cider, which is insane. Um, so we did that, uh, and that was pretty much the core range for a little while, and then Golden Stout Time landed. And we made we made that, went to Gab's with that, and our pathetic little stand at Gab's, and, and watched this watched this thing hit the ground, and people just go foam for it, which was uh, so humbling and so amazing to we watch. Could,
2: you, every time someone walked past, you could smell it. Like, you're like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing okay here. I can smell a lot of this stuff in the air. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know.
1: um, and then...
0: so talk us through the, the development of that because, I mean, you guys have become fairly well known, I guess, for, again, in that vein of not taking yourselves too seriously, yeah. but also, you know, like Cole Schizzle. I uh, first experienced that at, um, it's a, like a, an Argentinian churrascura sort of mm-hmm. restaurant in... Um, the back end of the city, after the Indies were held here, and we yep. we just done three full days of of stewarding, we'd finally locked it all off. It was late. It was the only place that was sort of still open. Yeah, and I right. said, "Yeah, just give us one of those." But it that looks, yeah, it looks good. And it honestly took me till halfway through the second one to yep. realise what I was looking at, and <laughs> no. the whole the, uh, and the, the the headband and the microphone and yeah, the yeah. sneaky little you know German for the last plane out yeah, of yeah, Sydney. Yeah, you know,
2: so it's badly translated lyrics. So when we when we first did that label, we're like. Ooh, we're skirting around the edges here, and look. To be honest with you, we only, we found out there was a there was a regular who drinks here who's actually from the band, and well, I, we're we're going to get in trouble here. So anyway, so we, we pushed ahead with it. Um, the lyrics are really badly translated on the bottom. So Mossy, being the more legally savvy of all of the uh, <laughs> of the uh, band members, uh, we gave them a poster when they came to Adelaide and said, oh, here's some here's some beer, and you know, would you mind signing the poster and so Mossy sat back and up went, "That's really badly translated." Yeah, that's fine. Sign the poster and off we went. So we were probably—that's
1: a contract. We were probably, <laughs>
2: yeah. We were probably staring <laughs> oh, down the barrel. we will probably staring <laughs> down the barrel of a cease and desist. But then when they worked out that that's really badly translated
1: and that looks nothing like Jimmy, so either way, we were yeah. we were we were, we were squared. Man, it's a loving hum- like all the things we do. <laughs> like enough. like it's a tribute. Yeah, exactly. It's because we love. Whatever it is, whatever the muse is, it's because of that. You've, so. never,
2: you've never seen a bear complain about California, cattle. That's <laughs> yeah,
0: True.
1: <laughs> so talk us through then um,
0: uh, the Golden Stout time. Oh, yeah. It was the one that I guess launched you outside yeah. of uh, yeah, def- it definitely was. Yeah, your absolutely. Own base.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the history of Golden Stout time is I was watching what was I watching MasterChef, and they had some some pompous top knot mofo made a deconstructed Golden Gate time ice cream, and I looked at all those bits and pieces and I went, all of that could fit. Into a beer, and would I reckon would work. So that's where it was, that's where it was, that's the where the seed was sown. Like let's have a go. Um, Had you done a stout before at that point? No, no. No, and to the yeah, we at, at that point that was the only style we made. So you rang Steve and he just said, "Yeah, just big up the, um, the brown." Oh no! no. <laughs> by then we had a uh, by then we had a brewer here, and, and you know, we're a bit we're a bit smarter about it all. And oh, so you've had, you've you've employed a brewer by this stage. No, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, first yeah.
2: thing we did when we started a brewery was give up brewing. So it's yeah. like this is this is bullshit. What are we <laughs> doing
1: this for? Oh, well, wasn't so much that. It was just no. like it was, Yeah, it's funny. Like people go to you, "Why do you start a brewery?" Because we love brewing beer. What's the first thing we gave up? Was brewing beer. We just don't. We just you quickly learn you're either going to make beer and do production. Or you're going to run a business? I don't know how the guys who do both, man, like hats off to you. But between two of us, we couldn't, we couldn't swing at all. Um, we did
2: for the first year, but it was, you know, let's be
1: honest, yeah. so it was a shit show. Well, yeah. Did you, you also did you find okay?
0: Realistically, we don't have the skills, let alone the time. Well, the other thing was
1: like we well, can either you can teach this, you can either get the skills, like you can do the time and and, and and learn, or we can bring in ready-made and then work on the business. So that's yeah, that's right, exactly right. And to be honest, man, like I. We still get involved in the in the in the brewing process. and It's much around designing ideas and things like that. But when it comes to the actual nuts and bolts, we put this in, we put that in. We pretty much leave it to the boys. There's better, there's better people than us um, to do that. Yeah, we leave to yeah. the boys to do it, and they come out with a cracking job. You know, we we give them a remit, and they go right. This is how we're going to do it. And we go, cool. You know. Um, so we still get involved in the creative process, but the the nuts and bolts are making it the same way every time and all that. These boys get up to and they do it and they do it really well. And for mine, anyway, I'm only speaking for myself. What I quickly found is that while I enjoyed the brewing process when I was home brewing with Jace, what I actually enjoyed was the sharing of the beer and talking about it and, and that side of it. So pulling beers over the bar and all that, that's the stuff that actually bores my potatoes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a funny old journey in that sense. So is that a, a
0: lot of brewers talk about, yeah, that it's kind of like a, a, an instant hand-delivered R&D department. Um, your punters, if you like, the yeah. one, they come here. And they're more likely to give you honest feedback when you're right there drinking it with you Then, you know, if they took it home as a six-pack and they're sitting with their mates
1: and go, I don't know, this isn't quite hitting the mark. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We have a little bar fridge, a kegerator. It's it's where we started over here. Yeah, yeah, Um, which we call the X-Tap. And the boys still bust out the home brew, our... Our little three, player, what do they call it? Brew so Magic. We're, so we're going yeah. to go Brew so
2: Magic, just like um, Dogfish Head started on years yeah, yeah. ago. So that was actually what drove us to actually buy that. Thing. The original we're Delaware. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going we're to buy one of those because if it was good enough for him to start on, it's going to be good enough for us yeah. to either prove ourselves or to go, yeah, we should stop this. Yeah.
1: So we did that. Um, but yeah, the boys still get busted out and we get to put little trial batches through and, and try some things. And it's good for them to, see how to try new ideas and see what works and what doesn't. But also, we can, put, like you say, we can take it over the bar and go, what do you reckon? and occasionally you'll hit hit some pay dirt, or you might hit something that's 80% right and you might change a little bit, you know, so you've always got ideas on the go, so it's, it's great in that sense, yeah. The front bar is, it's awesome fun, it's awesome fun. Now we made mention of the, the new brewery, which we're, so we've, we've broken ground at the moment. We're about to pour concrete,
0: presumably, and six months or so. Yeah, six we'll months be... or so.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, we're actually building a big shed for the first time in our history. So, um, this is four thousand square metres of land, two thousand square metre building. Um, we're going to have our own cool room in house. We're going to have our own warehousing in house. Dual canning line, uh, brewery, good for a million litres a year straight out of the blocks. So, I mean, it won't be turned on to that level straight away um and the eventual capacity will be about 3.6 if we max the thing out so this is down to the general public to support the brand to drink the product to demand it in places and then yeah we'll get to that volume so if it doesn't get there that's great i mean it doesn't really bother me if we don't get to 3.6 million dollars but we need to be damn sight more <laughs> more efficient than we are now so when we take you for a wander through the brew in a minute you'll, un- you'll understand why we're um, while we're upgrading because yeah it's it's like a game of tetris
0: to get started every
2: day here we're going to move stuff
0: yeah and to Put the, the listeners in the picture. We're about 10 minutes, 15 minutes 15 from minutes out of the city. Out about of the city. are like, always 15 minutes out of the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a reasonably industrial sort of area here. Yeah. Where do
1: where, where do you, um, I guess, your loyal drinkers come from? Okay, well, you're right. We are an industrial sort of space, but either side of us, there's a lot of houses, um, and you've got the port, like, sort of five minutes down the road. You've got West Lakes, another couple of minutes down the road, and there's new development there where they're knocking over Amy Stadium and things like that, so... Um, our clientele, our 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 regulars, mostly come from the local area, and that's why it was important to us when we built the new space to be close by. You know, we didn't want to be the guys. And like, I got mates who are who are financial planners and stuff like that. They're like, no, 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 you don't do that. You move close to the city. Da, da. Like, I don't want to be the guys who got big, you know, got cool and got out. Like I want it. We owe it to them. We have our birthday party once a year. We'll have 500 people here, like out in the car park and things like that. And it doesn't feel like an event. It feels like I'm with 500 mates, because I know most of them um, in part, at least to look at them, or if not names and their kids and their families and all that sort of stuff, because they do come in regularly. So it was important for us to be able to supply a space for them um, because they, in, in like in no uncertain terms, built what Big Shed is. You know, they they help us um, on a purely financial level because they come in every week and they spend a few dollars over a beer. Uh, you know, there's no 30-day terms on my on my pint, God bless it. Um <laughs> But also for that, by the way. no, <laughs> That's all right. this is cash for comments. I left my card at the
0: bar. It's Cash for comments. It's, um, yeah, nine o'clock in the morning. So he's going to yeah, exactly. A a but I'm on holiday. So <laughs> so
1: I'm right. That's but it's you know, other than the, the pure financial sense, they 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 help us on a on a without saying too wanky about it on an emotional level. Like they come in awesome. and it's it it reminds, especially myself and Jace, like it reminds us why we do what we do. Because without like we can make the best beer in the world, but if no one sits here and enjoys it, there's no use to it. So to be able to serve a beer and they go, they drink it and they put it, it puts a smile on their face going, oh, that's, like, I've had a great day, but it's just a little bit better now. Or oh, I've had a shit day, thank God it's over, and now I'm here in my happy place. And they will meet people and they will meet friends and that's, so that's super important to us. So we went, we didn't want to move away from those people and have to start it again.
2: The, so, the, the pub used to be the best and the worst of your day. So if you had a shit day, you went to the pub. If you had a good day, you went to the pub. And it's a central pillar of that. Like when we went to the UK... You know, it's it's like a meeting, the community it's a meeting hut. place. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, um, you know, when you said about punters and where do people come from, like we had a guy who came down from the UK and brought the pamphlet from the beer we made for JD Weatherspoon's oh, no. five, six, week, uh, nine weeks ago. Uh, I came here because of this. I'm like, are you serious? And he goes, No, no, I was coming to I was coming to Australia anyway, but I've come here to see to see where you guys came from because that was a nice beer. Well, like, that's pretty cool. You've travelled, you know, twenty odd thousand k's to come and come and see where we came from. So,
0: yeah. yeah. In terms of, I guess the um that emotional that community hub kind of feel is that going to translate into the the new place in terms of because to be honest what we've got here is clearly and as you were saying to me before kind of made up as you went along like you know we couldn't fit them all here so we knocked a wall through there and then there's kind of we've got to put a fence up there for when we're packaging just to protect the pundits from you know (laughs) from danger um is the design of the new place encompassing yeah we don't want to make it I guess you know, sprayed on Brunswick East leader. or yeah. um, you know,
1: what hipster. Would, yeah, what I was going to say, what we won't be doing is employ, and employing an interior designer.
0: Yep.
1: You know, it's still going to be our shed. So, uh, and that's and that's absolutely important. Like we've had we've had st- uh, punters come in and be like, "Please don't lose what we have." Not the dang. Don't take away yeah, yeah, the yeah, dang. Exactly right. We should but,
2: put some like purple carpet. You know, like they don't. <laughs> yeah, they
1: don't. They don't want to lose it, and neither yeah. do we. Like it's it's great to watch someone come in here. For the first time, and immediately feel kind of at home.
2: I've um, had a lot of people come through and say this looks it reminds them of a San Francisco craft beer bar. And we're like, well, we've never been to San Francisco, so we've must have, we've done that it. we've done that without even trying. Yeah. So, well, what I, we've
0: think, done I think I think I think when you've got an old Malvern Star dragster being ridden <laughs> by a skeleton, you kind of go, you know what, that's San Francisco. Yeah. What
2: yeah. we've done is we've allowed our staff to actually have. Say in how this place looks and feels. Like at the end of the day, if it was just down to Craig and I to be tables and chairs, we'd be sitting around having a beer. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone to this level of They've nested. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we, we do call our venue manager the nester He's like a friggin' male bird. Every time we turn up, there's something new.
1: Yeah. But it makes it makes for people, like I said, people feel comfortable, and it's like, well, how can we? As long as it feels comfortable and still feels at home, it doesn't feel manufactured. I think Australians um, have a good bullshit meter, Very you fine. know, good detector. Yeah. So if they sense something's out of whack, it's, it's, it's going to jar. Um, so I think for us, as long as it's honest, because that's been our sort of key sort of thing, like we, for better or worse, we are who we are and we don't try to be everything for everyone. Yeah. But, and the delivery has got to be the same as the promise. Yeah, absolutely. So if people are still feeling that vibe. It doesn't matter if it's a 50 head venue here or a 450 head venue down the road, it's still going to be us. It's a bigger shed, but it's still our shed, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's where we're at. Now, a lot of people
0: listen to this, um, uh, brewers in planning or there may be where you guys were, say, you know, five, six, seven years ago mm-hmm. thinking, you know, uh, we, can, we, we can do this. Yeah. You guys went into this knowing what your limitations were and that great philosopher of the 1970s and 80s, um, Harry Call- Callahan, said, you know, a man's got to know his limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys came into this knowing, okay, we, we're going to get people to do the things that we can't do and so we can then learn the things that, that we need to do. Was part of your business plan um, incorporating an exit
1: strategy? No. But
2: we still talk about it now. Like we look at it now, and go. What? What? What, are, what are we? T- what, where are we going? What, what happens we, in ten yeah, years, yeah, are, 15, 20 going? years? We basically
1: just wanted to build a brewery that was that was ex- that was ex- like, exciting um, and sustainable and profitable and all those things. And we have no intention. Like we like for all the all the trials and tribulations, we still love what we do. So while we love what we do, there's no need to. Um, we never even think about it, and and again, our accountants and stuff. Go, you got to sort this out. You have to think about where
2: you're going. What and you what happens if
1: right, such mate? and such like gets hit by an ice cream truck? And da 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 da. And we're, we're, like we're mates, um, and our families are tight. You know, we can we can. There's nothing we can't sort out. We've all for all our we have barnies on occasion, but we all want to get to the same spot.
2: We've never let the sun set on a problem, like, no. and that's probably <laughs> in five years or probably more than that. It's, this is, we've been doing home brewing since 2006. We've never yet had a Barney that's gone to bed.
0: No. And, so, and, that,
2: and, that, and we have to keep doing that. We've got
0: six taps of delicious beer to choose from. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it always does, kind of, you know. Um, yeah, oils but, the wheels you know, of yeah. reconciliation.
1: But people do talk to us, you know, pirate life, and when, when that all happened, like the feral pirate four pines, the three-way all at once, the natural conversation for people was, like, oh, "Are you ever going to sell out?" Blah blah blah. We're not going to sit here and say we're not going to. We're not going to sit here and say we are going to. Because at the end of the day, we don't—it's not in our business plan. And I can tell you that now. Um, but if Lion Nathan come up with a big fucking truckload of cash out the back and start backing it up, we're gonna have a chat. Well,
2: if somebody offers you three hundred thousand dollars more for your house and it's probably worth you, you know. as a, as, a, as a normal human. In Man. today's society, you're going to go, yeah, I'll look at that, but it's not something, something we plan. Put us away.
0: We're not it's aiming to do it. Not exactly it.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: No, you Yeah, But you have no interest in, I guess, saying, okay, we've done we've done as much as we can do. Where if, if no, I could I, I could I, die happy tomorrow. Is,
1: I say that because we don't we don't we don't know where the bottom of that is. You know, we yeah. don't. If you ask someone, if you asked us five years ago, would we be having this conversation now with a bigger brewery down the road? I you're mad. So, but here we are. Um, so who's to say in 10 years we we might think like 10 years from now we'll be spent and we can't go any further but you never know I think we'll mentally run out before we run out of anything else well
0: and leading on from that I guess where I was getting at a brewery is now more um, the kind of thing that you could leave to your kids, that your yeah, kids could, could take over yes, as, you know, yes. sort of, you know, yes. Harrison and Sons or Basford and Sons sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but just in terms of... Because what you've got here isn't... You don't necessarily need to know how to make beer. No, you need to know how to look after people yeah, who can, can do that, absolutely. but you then become a business manager in the same way as a, a yeah. cobbler or yeah.
1: a restaurateur or... Yeah, absolutely. I still think you need to have a passion for the industry. Um, you know, a lot of the new beers that we, we create are come out of Jason I's head... So there's that side of things, um, and just having a feel for, for not even trends and stuff, but just being personal. A lot of people love coming down and have a chat with us, or seeing us at events and stuff, and talking to the owners and things. Um, so you got to, yeah, if the passion's not there, you're not, you're not gonna want to do it for very long. I've so told
2: my, I've told my kids if they want to work here, my kids are crazy, too young to even think about it. But I've said if you want to work here, that's cool. Go work somewhere else. Appreciate what we what we. What there is here, and then you'll come back with some passionate understanding. If you've worked for somebody else, I think you get a grounding, you get you'll get levelled, you get you know you, you understand your place, and then you then you might want to come back and work here. But you know we're a long way from that.
0: Based on that too, I mean, uh, there's a fair bit of uh, Facebook envy um, on my behalf seeing you guys. Uh, was it five, six weeks ago now, or four yeah. weeks ago? Um, over in Belgium and the UK. Yeah. Talk us through how did that, the, the JD Weatherspoons, how did that come that about? Was,
1: that was crazy. So basically, um, Richard Adamson from Young Henry's gave me a call and said, Look, I do this thing with uh, JD Weatherspoons. I've done it a few times now. They're, they're looking for recommendations. Would you guys be at all interested in going over to the UK and making a beer? I'm like, no. Nah, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather not. No, of course I'm interested. So then they ring us and said, well, Would you like to come? Yeah, we would. Um, so we do that. Yeah, uh, you know, we send them a bunch of beers. Well,
2: they, they remember, they only had the budget for one person. We went. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. This
1: the, he, here's the thing. <coughs> we don't do anything separately. We're <coughs> all Yeah, exactly right. Oh, what yeah. It's yeah. Like? Depends yeah. what it is, but if something massive like that, like that's a that's a little reward for effort yeah. over the five years. You know what I mean? So that was always. It was never going to be one of us going. And that was that was a, that was by the way. We we worked all that out. Um, but they wanted they wanted a group of beers. They wanted the recipes and well, no, they wanted. Beers styles, ABV, all that sort of gear, and I knew already what beer they were going to choose because you know, I'm looking at our beers, going, what sort suits a real ale kind of setup, and it's not going to be Californicator at seven Yeah, I not be
2: making a brewery that was built in the 1700s.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's put a lot of hops in this. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so we send that, we do that, um, and they basically want us there for the week. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not flying 23 hours on a plane to go to, to the UK for a week. I'm going to go and see some stuff. So. Um, Jace was mad keen on going to Belgium um, because that's where his love of all things crafty sort of started, and me too, like to a, to a lesser extent, me as well. So it was always good; it was always going to be good fun. We did that. Um, I've got a granddad who is buried in Amsterdam uh, in in Holland, uh, died in World War Two, so we went and saw him, um, and then we went to Ireland for a couple of days, so I was hoping to catch some rugby. So yeah, we just um, refilled the tanks. To be honest, like a lot of it was just like remembering why we love what we get up to. Um, and it was good for the for the guys here because we were suddenly, you know, twenty three hours away by plane. There was decisions that had to be made that could be made by them, and empowered them to be able to do that as well. So it was great for the business um, to be able to to be able to hand it over and say, look. No, unless something yeah. And like I was, you, you were just talking about, you know,
0: your your kids encouraging them if they want to be part of it, go and do something else yeah. for you guys as well. I guess um, for me, the eye opener in, in Belgium was going there to a, a country that I revered as, you know, almost like the spiritual home of of, of great beer. Mm-hmm. And they look at you a bit funny when you go, "What, what do you mean craft beer? It's just yeah, it's like just there's beer. no such thing. It's, it's just, just out this out is what we road. do here, and then up the road they do it this way because they've been doing it for a couple of hundred years." Yeah. Did you find it was eye opening in terms of yeah, you, oh, you, sometimes we do take things a, a bit too seriously, yeah, I, I, even when we're trying not I to. I think
1: people are keen to segment and pigeonhole, and, and it goes for everything. Liza. So to see a bloke, I, just, I remember walking down the, down the road and a bloke had a shimmy blue and he's just necking it out of a bottle. Like, it ain't no thing. I'm like, man, I'm in a very different place. Man.
2: How good is this? <laughs> Never mind the fact we're riding lime scooters, no helmets, probably a little bit pissy <laughs> through the cobblestone <laughs> streets of Belgium and doing burnouts. Yeah, but and, um,
1: um, yeah look, absolutely. I think... It's just there, there. There has there will reach a point when it stops becoming craft beer or indie beer. It just becomes beer. Uh, you, 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 you compare it to do we do, do we say craft bakeries
2: or we just say ba- you get a pie from a bakery? Yeah, like it's, it's it's bakery it's, yeah, I know, but it, it, it's well. Why, we don't need to
1: label everything? No, no, I think no, that's no. true. But I think people like it's a part of it is, is marketing and sales. Like people want to belong to a tribe, don't they? They don't want to be a beer drinker. They want to be a craft beer drinker. Um, and they go they, they want to support local and stuff. And I love them for it. So. Uh, you know, I think it's coming along. Like the more, as I, I can't remember it was something I quoted, and I just would like if I could have a pub which had kino, the V8, pool table, a dozen craft beers, and six macro beers, and it's just because that's what we serve. It's just beer now. That would be a magic place to be. You know, so. Mm. I think, What's yeah. the deal with Kino you, over, It's huge over here. Oh yeah, we, we couldn't yeah, go we, into a we, pub.
2: We went out. We, we didn't have the ability to play poker machines or things like that for, for a long while. And now it's here, and now everybody wants
1: yeah, it I gone I, again. I so. don't know. I don't know. I don't play it personally, but I like the fact that it. Like if you can put it, if you can put craft beer in that pub. You know, you know, you know, you're doing all right because that means enough publicans are listening to enough punters, and the punters are asking for it. That's a win-win for everyone.
0: And on a serious note, I guess too, pokies I've seen, you know, I don't go to pokie venues no. in in Melbourne mm. because to me they're literally soulless. Yes. And the whole purpose it's of them hikis is hikis to have somebody to just, you know, isolate themselves from, from society and from
1: reality. I call them the hyenas of the hospitality trade. They prey on the sick and the old and the infirmed and the weak. They're a disgrace. I yep. hate them. But Kino's that little bit different because
0: I guess it's a, you know, at least you know we sat down. We we're at the court Hotel yep. uh, on the way in, yep. and Palmer you couldn't jump over. Um, great value a, a really great vibe. You've got you know uh, old mate, local. Oh, you should try the barra on the on the specials menu. You know, so yeah, it's just yeah. that that kind of yeah. place. And it was a bit disappointing. We sort of sat down, and you know, here's our table number there, and then around it is you know oh, the, the, the keynote cards. Yeah. We look up, and there's the screen. I'm thinking, yeah, oh, yeah. that's. But then you look around, and you see people going, oh, should we have a bit of a flat? And it's all like at least people are
1: it's conversing. Yeah, it's it's a little social, bit more social, yeah. 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 and it stops there. I mean, not that we're we on a pro gambling vibe or anything, but it is. It's a bit more social. Um, you know, you sit and have a chat. The game stops, so it gives you that people that break as well. It's not.
0: I mean,
2: there's, there's, yeah. time, there's times that we've been we've been places. where well, you know what? We should each put five bucks into the poker machine, but it's it's over in six shots because yeah. we, we play a dollar machine and it's all about. Yeah, that's right. hey, that's hey, it. That's right, like, like, it. go going to be exactly right. And we just it, it's just like you know what? That's a bit that's a bit of fun to do, and then just just yeah. let's just walk yeah. away from that. Yeah, so no, yeah,
0: because no, the reality is, and look. In all seriousness, when you're running a venue and you you're running a business that happens to make beer, mm-hmm. but you've also got that hospitality side of things. Anything you can do, I guess, the good beer will bring them in, but you've just got to say, but what keeps them here? Yeah. And in some cases, that's the vibe. In some cases, that's just the, you know, the, the patter, the banter from yeah, old oh, oh, mate behind the bar. It's a combination of
1: all that. Um, and the food like yeah. I mean, one of the first things we did once we got the bar running properly was putting in our own kitchen because we wanted to control the experience as best we could. And that meant, you know, we we, we controlled the glass, the beer goes in, we control the person who serves we control the music. The next thing was to bring the food that matched it all up together. You know, we didn't want to, there's no point having a warehouse uh, bar and then serving high-end cuisine that doesn't work so let's do simple stuff that we do well you know the kitchens the size of a toilet but they knock out 600 meals a day out of there oh a week sorry um, so yeah that that's that's all part of it the whole thing you know we we quickly learn I think that we don't we don't make beer we make experiences that's what we do either here or at a venue or at the bottle shop you know you don't you don't drink beer in a white box in silence unless you're doing beer judging. You you drink it with mates. Oh, even then, we chatter. Yeah, a bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're bloody <laughs> oath. But you commiserate. You know, you celebrate. Yeah, you, you, you say good riddance to a bad day. You say like exclamation point on a great day. That's the th- that's actually what we sell. So it's about understanding that, and that's why the beer is important. But it's why it's not super important.
0: So based on that, talk us through growth. Like it, it sounds like you've got a, a plan for for fairly organic. Growth, Like you said, if somebody wants our beer and they happen to be in Sydney or they yeah. happen to be in Perth, yeah. you'd, you'd obviously look at, you know, having a discussion with them, but you're not... You haven't got people out or a plan to have people out on the ground in those areas to try to sort of, you know, conquer the nation.
1: No, we don't sell... We don't, so we do sell beer into New South Wales, Victoria and WA um, through various models like commission agents or, or Victoria. We sort of handle ourselves a little bit now. Yep. Um, and WA, we have a distributor. Um and so we definitely do that as it stands. In terms of growth with the new brewery in particular, switching to can, we expect we'll, we'll have a big uplift. There's an the amount of people, the amount of people, you know, just, just word of mouth, or not word of mouth, anecdotally, who tell us the minute you get your beer in can, come and talk to me. You know, new, Queensland is a classic for that. We well, are talking to a distributor up there, he's like, look, I like your beer, it's, it's nice, we'll sell it, but not in a bottle, I can't shift it. I can't shift anything in a bottle at the we moment. Can't
2: it. We can't We just put our pricing up, which, you know, is, a, is an evil an evil thing because obviously exercise goes up twice a year. So we yeah. out, we, we're we a little bit late to that because we're in Europe. So, you know, for for us. Um, so we sent out the email saying um, we're going to put the prices up. We had someone respond saying, oh, you guys are on the envelope of being too expensive. And then another guy going, you're the only fucking bottle I can still sell. So well done. Well right. like, Cool. You know, so we've you, 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 you get that feedback about what people want. Now, don't get me wrong. We're never... Aim to be the cheapest brewery. We're never aiming to sell fifty dollars retail cartons, um, but we know we're behind. The, we're behind where we should be in terms of going to different packaging configuration, and that's we've just it's just been held up on the new brewery. So we probably got our bottling line eight months after the canning boom sort of yeah. started to become like okay, we probably should have went to cans, but we couldn't we couldn't have afforded it.
1: So um, but Pirate Life sort of charged hindsight, hindsight up hindsight since on that one. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. When we first started, we were doing beer in six forty ml bottles yeah. because it's how we like to drink. And this is this is the thing. We used, that's how we me and Jay's drink them. You know, you buy the six forty or a, like a, a big one, and you share it with a mate. You know, a few two or three mates. You have a drink. That's how good's that. And you all shit out and you move on. Yeah. Um, so we were doing that, and because we were bottling by hand, there was less bottles to do, so that was good. Um, but again, we had a bloke come up. Love your beer. Can't fit it in my fridge. It
2: goes over there it with, over the,
1: there with wine. the wine, and we never sell it, so I'm not interested. Oh shit! Alright, yeah. So that's why we went. We went. Oh, we'll just get the three thirty ml bottles, and then yeah, as Jay said, eight months later, cans happened. Um, but for the new brewery, we have. So we have the canning line. We're employing. We actually had a discussion yesterday with uh, a marketing crew around increasing our nationwide awareness and things like that, and actually starting. Because actually starting some proper marketing strategy. Because at the moment, it is all organic. It's all us. A lot of it. Most of it is through social media, which myself or Jace, um, Posts and we just have some fun with it and just let people know what's going on. Um, so have a proper plan in place, act like a real business. It'd be nice for a change.
0: I've got I've got a card, a business card here somewhere from I don't know if you heard of them, Totem Marketing. Totem? The, yeah, Zoe Ottaway, who's a uh, you know a regular on uh, no, right. on Radio Bruges News. Oh, I've that. Chat? Yeah, yeah. Well, I get a I get a I I'm, I'm just after a spotter's feed to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now on that cans, bottles. Would you Would you keep the bottles then? Because, uh, and I've had this discussion with with plenty of brewers, um, and different markets demand you know have different market forces. Yeah, so, so some who are selling into restaurants, there are there's resistance from restaurants yeah. to, to plug a can on the table. Yeah. Whereas even a you know a stubby or a bottle, it,
1: yeah, we we can get away with that. We'll wait. We'll, we'll determine what market forces we don't. I would expect we'll go mostly to can, but if if there's enough pushback from enough people to say no, we still want bottling, we'll have the bottling line, we can still do it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like the you know the discussion at the moment around 30 mil, uh, 30 mil, 30 litre kegs, um, or 20 litre kegs and all that with the excise changes that are that are proposed to be put in as the start of uh, the start of the financial. You know, we're talking to the sales guys, like what are people talking about? Well, there's not much either way. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll play it by ear. People want 30s, we'll give them 30s, and it might well be you go you do a mix. You know, like you might have 30 mils for the 30 liters rather for the um for the new pub on the oh, Yeah or your bigger sure p- they want to do crafties and we can match you know versus the, the guy who knows he's pumping out okay. yeah. yeah so yeah so it'll, it'll come down to the market I mean I think we're we're smart enough not to not to tell people what they'll have rather than go oh what do you want and let's see how we can make it work we've we've done that with everything we do like how can we how can we make the customer's experience the best it can be So, Adelaide, like
0: the rest of Australia, we're seeing an increase in the number of of breweries and and beer brands. Are we seeing an increase in the number of taps or is it more venues that you're trying to get your um, packaged
1: product into? Yeah, it makes it tricky. Like, again, with ABM and people like that buying craft beer brands, um, you know, it, it, it makes sense for them to do that because what they do is they just go in and go, well, hello, hotel owner, you want a craft beer tap? Well, don't worry about that. How about you just take our craft beer tap? So... One order, one delivery, yeah, one yeah. invoice. One, one, one delivery, yeah, exactly. It's all about making it simple for the customer, which is a great idea. And I'm, if I'm a publican, I get it. Um,
2: conversely, though, like with, with you know using Power Life as an example, they've moved now onto the CV taps. They're not necessarily staying on the uncontracted taps. So yeah. there's they, it, sometimes it creates an opportunity
1: as well. So it's not, a, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's, a, I don't think there's a massive increase no, no. in taps per se. I mean, there's an increase in venues, and I think again for us, like cans and stuff, will, will allow us to get into a lot of those little cool. Uh, Pop-up bars and stuff like that because they do want they do want the cans because they don't want to pour it in a glass or whatever they just want to sling it across the bar you know what I mean?
2: The taps that are the taps that are here are, are fiercely rotated. Um, I mean that partly it is because customers changing demands um, <laughs> could be non-payment of invoices could be a whole bunch of things as to why they rotate <laughs> why they rotate the taps so bloody hard because you know the phone's always going to ring and we're always going to be we're always going to grab that opportunity by the hands and go cool we'll put our beer on tap. It may be three brewers before us haven't been paid. It may well be that, that those beers haven't sold. There's a variation of reasons as to why rotation happens as quick and as hard as it does. So, I think you know that's just going to be the way it plays out for a while. I mean, we've we've always said that we want to get our own venues in each of the trying to try and get a little venue in each state similar to this to give people what can't, can't yeah, get yeah, hit No, they yeah. yeah. can't get a brewery brew. Give them a little piece of what we do back home. So, yeah. Piece of advice:
0: don't use, necessarily use the Brewdog model or or even the stone model. I
2: mean, yeah, when, when, we, when, we, when we went to Brussels, we just weren't impressed. Because uh, we, we went to the Brudal Bar, oh, you got to go there. I'm like, that's yeah, it's the McDonald's.
1: Well It's the McDonald's of of, yeah, of craft perfect. beer. It's like it feels like this could be anywhere. And I think for us here, like it's about that. I think good craft beer and good craft beer venues pay respect to the local, you know. And but the fact that I couldn't get I couldn't get a Belgian dish to eat, but I could get buffalo buffalo wings. I'm like, mate, come on, like have them on there by all means, but have. Have something else. Have some local fare. So when we do talk about doing other retail options, they'll certainly have pay respect to where they are. Be them in the state, north or south, or wherever, or or Sydney or Melbourne or wherever we end up going. Yeah, we will. We will have. It'll be a locals set up because they're the guys. In purely economic sense, they're the guys who pay your bills to come in all the time. Tourists and stuff are great, but you, the locals on a Thursday afternoon are where we where actually we make money because they come in all the time.
0: Is that part of the business plan, or is that just kind of a bit of a pipe
1: dream uh, to, no, to no, have something... No, it's definitely part of the business plan. It got pushed back in priority simply because the new brewery <laughs> suddenly kicked off. So, like, at the time, we were limited to how much we could supply here, and so, well, if we can't make any more, how do we make more on it? You can't just charge more, so maybe we set up our own retail options, and we, and we liked the idea of it, um, and we were working through that, and then we managed to get some loan funding from the government, which then fast-tracked the new brewery. So that's why that's what I got put to the side. So it's still it's still on the cards, and I still do look around at different places. What we're, what we're not interested in is um, you know buying pubs or, or, or leasing pubs. It's kind cookie cutter approach.
2: Like yeah. just going oh that works here, that works there. No, it it, it yeah. won't just
0: work. Yeah, it's yeah. not no. McDonald's. It's no. not Hungry Jack's. You can't just transplant no. it. You've got to no, yeah, look, at, look at what what that area needs yeah, and, and yeah, wants. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, before we finish up, um, so what happens here when the new brewery comes online? Do you split production between the two or does this become your smaller batch, your specialty? Obviously, you, you still want to keep what's, you know, this is always going to be your, your heartland. This is always going to be your... So
2: we're going to... There's probably up for debate at the moment where there's about five different reasons as to why we can go in any, di- different, every, any different direction. What we'd like to do here is to take probably the two biggest tanks from here to the new brewery. Anybody that's contracting with us, and we've got a few little brands that we help at the moment, maybe take them over to the new brewery so they've got the canning option there. They've got a little bit more efficiency with getting beer out. And this will sort of, you know, the one option will be turning this into bloody Willy Wonka's Play Factory and we just go absolutely nuts. Like, you know, taking the whole, don't just barrel age beers, barrel-ferment beers, but do do some of the really, really funky stuff we saw in the UK going, you know what, let's just do that. So the other thing we wanted to do is maybe look at turning into a live music venue every eight or so weeks. So, right, OK, you come, come to the original Big Shed, it's underground. There's not many, not many people around here. We can make as much noise as we want here. No one cares. Um, it's still a licensed venue. We'll still maintain that. And yeah, just just play with the creativity in every aspect in terms of the venue, in terms of the you know the the, the, the beers that are made here. So yeah, just just really turning it on its head again. Yeah, yeah. And
1: and fun. house can definitely be like it'll be like for private functions. Um, and as Jay said, like underground music and stuff. We started doing. We started, We created a series called Better Shed Than Dead. Um, and we had some we had music here uh, Saturday night. Uh, gratuitous plug. We've got Area Seven and the Porkers playing over the Queen's Birthday <laughs> long weekend. Um, and we're just starting to because we love like to me and like our front of the house guy's a big metalhead too, so so he's into it. But you know, independent music, and independent beer, and that all it all just comes together. Like it, it makes sense. I don't understand why you go to a to, to a concert or whatever, and it's just the same shit beer on tap, like. So we want to support local music and, and a few bigger acts and stuff like that where we can to come in here and play. Um, and, yeah, as Jay said, like a Willy Wonka-style factory and just, and just explore what beer can be and what it can't be and what it should be and what it shouldn't be and just have some fun with it because we never, we, never, we never care much for rules in terms of brewing anyway. We just want to have some fun and see what works.
2: And there's no commercial pressure to what comes out of here because yeah. it'll be down the road. Um, you know, like conversely looking at looking at, you know, trying to be trying to look at different different markets and different things and trying to be independent, you know, we just sponsored the Adelaide Adrenaline Ice Hockey Team. Mm-hmm. So we rock into you now you're rocking into which don't mm-hmm. be wrong, it's not it's not bloody uh, AFL, but you're wandering into a sporting event and having a having a having a decent yeah. beer. Like, yeah, the ice
1: room cool. officially has better
0: beer than the uh, Adelaide Oval. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly <right. laughs> So let's, yeah, well, we look at, you know, Gage Roads, uh, obviously they yeah, deal with, yeah. with the Optus Stadium, sorry. the new, uh, Domain Stadium or whatever, and Bruce. you've uh, Essendon to a, a smaller degree yeah. at Marvel Stadium with Colonial. Um, is there an opportunity in South Australia or is it just more likely to go to a Pirate Life than a like, Coopers?
1: Man, even with Gage Roads and stuff like that, I mean, I don't know what their dealio is, but I would just love that there isn't a contract as such and you go, right, let's get the beer in that's, that people are asking for and it might be our beer... For a bit, or it might not be like I don't want to. I don't want Big Shed to kick out anyone else. I want us all to be able a crack. Like, It'd be great
0: though to have six taps and have six
1: yeah, different. Absolutely. You know, the that. pirate life of Coopers West like, End. Go, yeah, like Adelaide Oval was built by the government. The government is governed by the people of South Australia. So what? And and the businesses of South Australia, like so pay pay their taxes sure. and all of that sort of stuff. We. We earned a right. We own a piece of that stadium, you know, for better or worse. So I can't see why you wouldn't take what is an iconic space. It brings people in from around the world. Why wouldn't you highlight all the great things that are going on in food and beer and wine and spirits instead of just going lion or is it lion? I think it is. Ship us, ship us all your beer at a fat rebate, so we make maximum margin. Like it just yeah, it's a it's a it's an opportunity to celebrate. South Australia, every week of the football season and during the test and cricket, and we just don't take it. And it does, it does my heading.
0: I suspect uh, driving around uh, between where we're holidaying and, and here in the city, uh, I, I sense there's an election coming along. So <laughs> perhaps there's an opportunity here for all brewers to, you know, sort of yeah. approach your local member and say, right, what are you doing for us?
2: Absolutely. Uh... Our local member's been really good um, with, with this whole... Um, we, we Is that where the support
0: came from, the financial incentives? Yeah, we
2: applied for a grant, so obviously grants are there to be taken, future jobs, fine jobs, fine jobs stay, funded.
1: Yeah.
2: And we were ra- rather cheeky and asked for a fairly fairly lofty number um, and they came back and said no and we said right okay, well Craig, Craig then replied rather cheekily and said right okay, well how about you turn it into a loan? That will show you how serious we are, at the end of the day we're going to get it from the bank, we're going to get it from you the bank's not going to get a feel good story out of it you are. So um, they basically agreed to a, a, a low interest loan. So and essentially, it's it's a commercial arrangement. No one, no, the government's not propping us up. They just allow. They're just helping us with the mechanism to get it done. So
0: he was... and was that based on numbers? We we will employ. This is what we'll need now.
1: So, the history, the future jobs fund was all about. Yeah, that was about jobs. So we applied for a two million dollar loan, a uh, two million dollar grant. Based to say I want to employ this many people over this many this long. They said no to that. And I said, well, all right. So we rejigged it. And we went, well, how about a million bucks for this many people? And they said, well, would you be interested in a loan? And I said, yeah. Well, we need the money anyway, so how about you give it to us? Um, it's on the proviso that we employ. I think it's 30-odd. 31
2: jobs within the next by 2021. The next sort of three years. Which okay. will be, f- which
1: will be fine. A Between a the new brewery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. With front of house, back of house. We've
2: got 13 already, so it's not like we're we're small. Well, no, again, our, our brand is bigger than our, than okay, our so actual location. so you didn't have to add... No, we're going oh, to get, yeah, yeah, get to thirty, 30
1: more, more. Thirty more from yeah, where you are. Yeah, okay. Get, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that'll that'll be fine. And like it was, st- it started. Like it was part of. I'm assuming it was part of a push, obviously, for re-election. Um, the state, the Labor government, who started the Job Food Shops Fund, they lost the election, so the Liberals didn't take over. They didn't have to, but thankfully they did. They're going to honour that. Um, so yeah, so we get a lot of support in that sense. I just, I just. I just look at the, the the SMA, the the State Management Authority Adelaide Oval, which is a classic. I just look at it and I don't understand why it's not a celebration of all things South Australia. You know, I just don't get that. I don't understand like, someone should take that because it it'll actually make for a better experience, and you're actually going to help all the businesses around us rather than just one. You know, again, I don't want, I wouldn't want Big Shed to be the only brewery in there any more than I want Lion no. Nathan to be the only brewery. In there. No, I just want. Our stuff there, and I want Little Bank stuff there, and I want mismatch stuff there, and I want Sam Samuel stuff there. I want all the guys there. Well, that's to it.
2: Be, well, to be honest, we, we've got two tap systems that we installed in Adelaide. So with that hand-check arrangements, there's no contracts. Um, not yet. We are we are obviously needing to tighten that up, because it's a little that's a little bit fast and fast and fast and loose. But we actually said the right. Okay, we'll put this system in. But you know what? When we're not on tap, put somebody else on that's 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 like us. So we we haven't really ever restricted them to you know to say let's be anti-competitive you know just put somebody else on the like cast. just don't put on one of the majors on one of our gear yeah that's all we've ever and at done.
0: the end of the day if we grow the pie bigger then we can cut it into more slices rather than the the same slices getting bigger. Yeah.
2: I've heard that. Mm.
0: I don't know if Matt Kierkegaard trademarked that. Did he? So that that low-hanging fruit or uh, the Jade, bin, the so Bintang so effect. Jade, yeah. Actually, I reckon I reckon Matt like Kierkegaard may have pinched it from her. We'll, we'll attribute that to her. I'm going to go and uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully catch up with her for a beer tonight. Uh, listen, Jason and Craig from Big Share Brewing Concern. Thank you very much for joining us on Beer Is a Conversation. No,
1: Thanks for thank you. Cheers.